Welcome to Nairobi Chapel Embakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. So I just wanted to quickly share on the power of testimony. And um, I'll give you a story of um, a story that we all know, or most of us may know, if you have been a Christian long enough. It's one of those, if you ever watched that Jesus movie for Tene, the Kitambo one, the original one, as we call it, <laughs> that Jesus movie that has been translated into Kikuyu, Luo, all those languages, Kihindi, everything. Um, this is the scripture that, you know, I remember this scene. This is one scene I'll never forget because it used to scare me as a child, big time. Um, but, you know, some people don't like to hear about demon possessions, what? but perhaps we are spiritual beings, like we live, you know, we know the spiritual realms. Um, so I will read, it's quite a long passage, but there's a specific part that I really want us to focus on. Um, so when you work on our Bibles, but the beauty of Zoom, you can read with me uh, on the screen. Um, so it's Mark chapter 5, verses 1 to 20. They went across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained, chained hand and foot. But he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. Where? Yeah. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you impure spirit. Then Jesus asked him, what is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. Verse 11, a large herd of pigs was feeding on the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs, allow us to go into them. He gave them permission and the impure spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. Those standing the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and countryside, and the people went out to see what had happened. Verse 15, when they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there, dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid, because clearly they had seen him in another light. Those who had seen him, uh, who had seen it, told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs as well. Then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. And I absolutely love this part, and this is where I want us to focus on, uh, verse 19 and 20. Jesus did not let him, but said, Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him and all the people were amazed. I'll repeat verses 19 and 20. Jesus did not let him uh, when he wanted to go with him, but said, go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him 
and all the people were amazed. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time um, that we are able to fellowship, even if though digitally. Lord, we may be separate in our own homes, but the online space has brought us together. And Jehovah, we know you're in the midst of us because we have gathered in your name. So I pray, Lord, that even as we lean on your word, as we hear what your word has to say about how the how powerful our testimonies are, O oh God. May you speak to us. May you remind us, O oh God, the power of testifying, Jehovah. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. I mean, let's just break it down. I am not a theologian, so... Theologian, yes. So please be Bereans and go back and read this word and, you know, tell God to reveal it to you in his own way as well. But I just want us to break uh, down this passage. Of course, uh, you know, this guy has been demon-possessed for a very long while. We've seen the gory details of how he'd cut himself. Clearly, you know, it's just the way when we see these guys on the road, when we're kids, would say, eh, we're going or this madman, um, and you don't want to be near them. And of course, Jesus in his power and his might as God, um, of course, uh, delivered him from his pain and the anguish that he was going through because he had a multitude of demons that were tormenting him. Um, but there's a section, you know, the, where that area when the pigs happen and these guys are like, eh, boss, talk up, we don't your vibe. And if you look at the life of Jesus, there are many times he was kicked out of cities. Uh, first, of course, because people didn't um, know him. They didn't believe that he was a son of God or they didn't believe he was a so-called new prophet, as some of them were calling him. Um, they didn't believe he was a messiah. And of course, those are Gentile cities as well, who clearly were like, that Jesus law vibe is not for us. Um, and so that's why they didn't want Jesus to stay there. But the man, when he was delivered and, you know, he's fine and he's sane, um, you know, we see that he really wanted to be with Jesus. He, he was like, hey, Okay, fine. I think it was even just more than what God had just done for him. It's like he felt, you know, renewed. You feel you're a new creation. You're like, you, he just had this desire to be with Jesus. And of course, I feel like most of us, especially those of us who are born again, when God, you know, you, you're, you get born again and you're starting your new life in Christ, you're just like, hey, Jesus, I want to be with you. I want to be with you. You know, it's not even no longer about what he can do for you. It's just that desire to be with him. So you can see there's that desire that he just wanted to be in Jesus's presence. And I think also it could also be, I mean, from some commentaries that I saw, that he was also kind of scared. You know, he's like, guy, those guys can come back and I'm going to be back in torment, you know. So there is that kafir also of, okay, you've delivered me, but perhaps it can happen again. So let's go. Watch out when the pamoja. But Jesus at that time didn't allow him uh, to go with him because he knew there was a more important ministry that this guy had. Um, he would be a light among those uh, people in the Gentile cities in that area he was in, in a way that Jesus and the disciples could not. Because once again, Jesus was not liked. Um, and I think sometimes we forget, you know, we, we see Jesus and we're like, oh, wow, Jesus, I love you. But you know, as I always say, he might be those ones on Twitter, he's blocked. Cancel culture would be there. It would be like this guy. Mm-mm. Um, so I think Christ at that point was like, no, this guy can go tell his story and people will come to believe. 
And so that's why he told him, you know what, go. But I think the words of Jesus in that verse 19 are so powerful when he says, you know, go home and tell what the great things the Lord has done for you. And this is a gospel that we should all be able to preach. Like, but it, it seems so simple, like what Jesus was saying, but it's so powerful. And I think that's where testimonies come in. Um, and so, you know, when God, when Jesus is telling him, dude, imagine go and say what the Lord has done for you. And, you know, it's more, it has more power with this Gentile man going to tell people, guys, I had a legion of demons tormenting me and now I'm free. I am saying like, as in I'm fine. I can talk to you guys one-on-one. And so that where the power of testimony is that Jesus even understood what the power of testifying is. And he's calling us to tell the great things that the Lord has done for us. Um, and I'll get later um, into why we should testify. Um, but also just to give a bit of context, because I, it's it's really important for us to also understand context of reading the Bible. Um, so, you know, you can see there in uh, verse 20 the, that the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And all the people were amazed. And so that Decapolis were 10 Greek cities on the eastern side of the Sea of Galilee, including Damascus. So it was a Gentile community. Um, and that's where Jesus told this guy, go and bear witness. Because he knew if this guy can do it, these guys will believe. All right. So why testify? Like, what's the point? Um, and I'll just give us a few reasons, but I'll give you even in the coming weeks. Um, I think it's an act of thanksgiving and worship to God. Uh, if we still relate to that scripture of that demon-possessed man, he was thankful. And I think that's why he initially wanted to go with Christ. But I'm sure even when he went to tell those guys in his town area, like, guys, hey, I'm so thankful. Because if it was not for Jesus, it's just an act of thanksgiving and worship to God. And even as we celebrate this um, Thanksgiving month, that's why testimonies are so powerful. Um, when you look at Psalm 138, uh, verse 3, it says, on the day I called, you answered me, my strength of soul, you increased. Um, and so it tells us, you know, um, how, what do you call it? How we should thank and worship God for what he did, for what he has done and continues to do. Psalm 118, uh, verse 13, I was pushed hard so that I was falling, but the Lord helped me. So all these are just sort of us to remind us. And I think the Psalms generally, by the way, are, literally testimonies <laughs> um they they may have yes lament and cries out to god but you know there are moments you see where david is like where mungu when i was you you really saved me and so these are just scriptures to help you understand why it's an act of thanksgiving and worship to god and uh, number two it edifies the listener and the one who testifies there's a way when you hear somebody's story um, you know, you feel like, at least at some point, you also feel like you're not alone. Uh, I don't know about you, but me, I know sometimes when somebody shares with me something and I'm like, hey, if God can do it for you, clearly he can do it for me. So there's a way testimonies stir up our faith and they encourage us. Sometimes you may be in a very discouraging or um, tough season and you're asking God, hey, Jehovah, how will this how will I get out of this? How will you help me out of this? You know, when you question God 
and then you have a friend or a uh, hey, relative, relative. relative. Yes, a relative uh, come to you and, you know, just like decide, you know, what? why you guys, this happened to me last week. Or you hear, or maybe if, for example, you're looking for a job and you've been searching and searching and asking God, is it that I'm not qualified? You know, there are moments you have of doubt. And then you have a friend come and say, hey, I have been searching for a job for a year. And finally, God has given me this. It's not perfect, but he has provided and he's given me this job. And there's a way it will stir up your faith. It will remind you, hey, if, if, it can, if God can do this for her or him, then surely he can do it for me. So there's an edification part of testimonies where we relate more. You're able to relate and just be like, you know what? I will hold on. I will keep holding on and trusting God. Number three, it puts the devil to shame and frustrates his plans. And um, and maybe before I even get to that, this one for edifying, can you imagine if this demon-possessed man went to the Gentile cities and maybe he went and found maybe a similar situation. Maybe if it is either somebody has lost their mind or somebody who's sick and you know and they hear about this jesus who rest delivered this man because guys knew this guy it's not like they didn't know him of course they were like hey i must meet this man even me um for me to be able to also get my healing or whatever it is so it could for them in that situation it was pointing them to christ as well it puts the devil to shame and frustrates his plan um and I absolutely love this scripture, Revelation 12, 11. I know people don't like Revelation for some one reason or another, but I've come to love it. Um, and they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they loved not their lives even unto death. And so if there's one thing the enemy hates completely, he loves it because... Um, he just knows no one else will either be uh, brought to salvation through your testimony or someone else will be continue being depressed or discouraged because of, um, you know, there's no one else to relate to. Um, you may not have a heart of gratitude. And so it's so important for us to testify um, because, of course, it puts him to shame and because he, he gets pissed off. He's like, excuse me. Why are you giving all the credit to God? Uh, you know, he wants you to stay down. He wants you to keep being in that discouraged state. And so your testimony um, has power, even as Revelation 12, 11 says. All right. Um, and also, I think this is the final one. It confirms your faith in God. Instead of saying, eh, me, I was just lucky. Yeah, it's just coincidence, by the way, that Nilipatai job or I'm just lucky I got married to this really cool guy. Um, it credits, it credits your victories um, to God alone. Um, <laughs> it credits your victories. I know, I know, I know. Like why? Um, James one seventeen. please moving on swiftly. James 1.17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. And if you relate it back to the guy, the demon-possessed guy, this guy, there's no way he could say, by the way, 
mimi nilijitoa hizo shetani azim ni mimi by the way wase ama zili decide tu zimeboeka na mimi wacha wacha tuende kwa hizo mangurue azim no <laughs> he couldn't credit that like this guy was tormented for years but he said guys i met jesus and in a flash like these things left me and so it confirms our faith it reminds us who i mean where to fix our eyes it reminds us who god is and so we credit those victories to god alone and sometimes i think even as christians i don't see a problem with saying you know when somebody says hey by the way Oh, CJ, how did you nini? And he's saying, you are saying, CJ, you need God. And then guys are like, ah, God, God, peke wapi. By the way, for real, <laughs> there's some things that you just credit to God, you know, or somebody says, oh, how did you get pregnant? Uh, perhaps, yes, yeah, science, but like, it's God. It's a blessing from God. And you just can't, you know, there are things that God does that literally it's only him alone. Yes, you acted out your faith you prayed you did your best um you worked hard maybe if it's for example a job search you were uko linkedin ama sijini brighter monday or whatever you did your part but even how the job came you unasema hey i don't even know like me i just did that part but ini mungu like you can just see it's all god and so that's what the beauty of testimony is that when you even even be able to hear someone's story you just like when even they say it's just god it's just by his grace it's his mercy you're like where okay sawa ni mungu so it credits the victories it's not about luck it's not about coincidence do not let the new age people the universe it is not the universe it is not the i don't know what things it is god and so that helps sorry if i have touched enough but oh well i have a lot to say about new age but um that's for another day aya itakuwa kama sunday school i learned a lot from waithera today that i'm like hey um you know that we need memory verses um but when i saw this i thought it should be a verse for us to you know memorize to remind us about the power of testimony and i am going to ask you people to say this memory verse kutakuwa na gift i don't know what that gift is taona next sunday tukipatana god willing um but this is from psalm 66 verse 16 and why i'm saying it should be a memory verse i'm starting to learn why it's so important for us by the memory memory of scripture is not only for our children but it's for it's the call for for all of us why i say this is because there will be moments and what why i'm saying this is because uh before i get to the memory verse i i did an interview some time back on my podcast and the person said they were in a hospital bed um dealing with covid pneumonia and covid and pneumonia at the same time and they were like i didn't have a bible with me at the time but the scripture just came back nini like sort of getting out of their mouths because of what they had memorized or what they hid in their heart and that's why um i don't remember the exact verse but you know i have hidden in your your heart hey hey leo i've hidden your word in my heart so that i may not sin against you there's something about memory of scripture that even in moments when you're like really down and you don't maybe have a bible next to you or even your phone or whatever and the holy spirit brings that remembrance because you memorized it 
So this is the importance of memory verses. It's not for our children alone. It is for all of us. If you want to sing it, if you want to keep meaning it, but at least um, just try and memorize one verse a day. Isikoyati, what memory verse do you know? It's just John 3.16. I'm at John 11.35. Jesus wept. Uh-uh. Eh, situbro, sindio, aya. Psalm 66, verse 16. Come and hear all you who fear God. Let me tell you what he has done for me. Come and hear all you who fear God. Let me tell you what he has done for me. What a beautiful, beautiful verse to even memorize. As you, it spurs you on to share your testimonies, you know, in the coming weeks. Then let me tell you what God has done for me. Um, you may not remember all, but it, it's really good to try and sit down. By the way, that simple song for Count Your Blessings, name them one by one. It seems very simple and yeah, but it's such a good song to try and remember where and yeah, where I need to remember the things that God has done for me. And now this coming weeks, you know, you're telling all of us as a community, come and hear and see Mbakasi. Let me tell you what the Lord has done for me and you share your testimony. I love this quote. Uh, okay, yes. Um, I love this quote. Charles Spurgeon is was one of the greatest. He's known as the greatest preachers of all time. He was in the 1900s, I think. I don't know. Before we were all even a thought. Um, like, he he has really powerful quotes. And I, I was trying to see what he talks about, you know, testimonies. Um, and he says this, I will bear my testimony for Jesus Christ at once. When I preach Christ and his salvation to you, I do not preach what I learned in a college or was taught by men. I preach to you what I would die for. What is the chief joy of my soul? What I know and believe and have experienced. And so even when we were talking about evangelism, in terms of, you know, gifts of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes, you know, when Pasi was saying, evangelism, see, unenda kenkom, unafungwa biblia, una haya megaphone, unanza storia, yes, walesema. No, as in, it's even, <laughs> and this is what we also learned in Deeply Defined this year, and I, I'm just throwing shameless plugs, but Deeply Defined is a program that we do as a ladies' ministry at NCM Bakasi, where we sort of go through simple concept what i would say the the usual like simple concepts that we know in the christian work but really delve deeper into them and so there's a section about evangelism and this lady says you sharing your story with a friend is evangelism so we are all called to be evangelists as Pasi said it is not the whole shabang of you know you you're in a matatu and you have to stop this stranger and say unajua yesu you know, do you know this Jesus? Um, by you sharing your story, whether it's on social media, whether it is with a friend, whether it's a family, whether it's even in the coming weeks when you share your testimony at NCM Bakasi, that is evangelism. Because it shows that you have experienced Christ. You know for sure. This is not even what you have been taught by Pasi. It's not what you've been told. It's not what you even maybe learned in Sunday school. Like you have experienced God for yourself. All right. So I just want us to reflect, even in the coming weeks, in what ways has God been good to you? And I'm sure you, if you just even close your eyes and think of one, you will be able to note one or two or three or four, even way more in this life that you've lived. Um, how can you share one testimony, just one, 
of God's goodness with a friend, with a colleague, with a relative, whoever it is. How can you just share one testimony of God's goodness? And so that's why I'm encouraging all of us. Like, by the way, this is not even a TCG or just select. Oh, CG missing a public speaking. Uh-uh. Imagine just one. And we're already a community. So, come on, if you talk to one person during Chai service, perhaps, you know, you can share one testimony um, of God's goodness. Has your faith ever been strengthened by the testimony of another? It could be, you know, a friend of yours who shared something that God has done. Um, or maybe even the two testimonies that Percy shared earlier on by Fred Hammond or by David Ring. And you're thinking, where? Even with his speech impediment can, you know, break all these barriers just through God. Um, you know, your faith has, of course, been strengthened. When you hear Fred's story, Fred Hammond's, um, so there's a way our faith can be strengthened. So has your faith ever been strengthened by the testimony of testimony, sorry, of another. I know when you look at all these questions, I'm sure all of you can answer yes to each of these questions. Because if you're 15 or 30 or 45 or 50, God has been good in one way or another. Whether you're a believer or not, God has been good because he is good. And so that's what we want to encourage you this month. And it's not just for November, by the way. It's throughout the year when you're able to sit back and reflect. If you're those people who journal, if you're those ones who take stock um, of your life, maybe every half of the year or each quarter, you know, the same things you guys do in your careers or your businesses where you reflect and see what did we do right, what did we do wrong. But sometimes most people kind of do it around this time or in December. Um, it would be good to remember of the good things God has done to you. Just being able to attend this Zoom, God has been good. Um, just the fact that we are of good health, that we are together, that we even see each other every Sunday um, is just reflective of God's goodness to us. So we have something to testify. And I'll just finish off and say everyone, every single person on this earth has a story has a story. It's not for Omi, I don't have a way story. Mm -mm. Every single person has a story. And it's important that you share it. It may not be as dramatic as a demon-possessed man, um, you know, who may say, hey, me, I was delivered from Nini. Thousands of demons. You may have been delivered from a car crash. You may have been delivered from something. I don't know. Um, but everyone has a story and I'd like us to encourage uh, to encourage all of us to share our story um, in this month. Cindy o. Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. at Trubani House off Airport North Road. Have a blessed week.